1015 FM, 720 AM. KDON, the talk of Las Vegas. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Las Vegas. This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. One full hour of wrestling news, entertainment, and lots of Sin City surprises from inside the squared circle. Now, let's bring on the tag team of Andrew Fish Fame. Joe DeFalco, and your host, Mark Hoke. Didn't I just do this nine hours ago? Yeah, I did. Oh, I cannot escape the K-Dawn Studios. I can't do it. Fish, I'm trapped. Apparently. Yeah. It is something else. Two shows yesterday. We're doing this one, and... I'll either be live or setting up Encore, depending if I can get everything ready in time for our replay of today's interview that we have. But this is going to be a terrific show and wonderful edition of the Mark Hoke Show. Thanks for being with us. It's the Double or Nothing Show. Yeah, we've been Double or Nothing it all week long. We even took over Sports Sex Radio for a while here on Kato. And I'm not going to say anything. Okay, I'll say, okay, great. <laughs> I don't want to despair. I love Sports Sex Radio. Especially on Monday nights. Yeah, Monday nights, it's... Best show on the air? Absolutely fantastic. Well, it's second best show. No, the best show on the air. No. I'm including you in this. Yes, I know, but if I... And you're throwing me under the bus. if I hosted this show, then this would be the best show. Wow. (laughs) But that wouldn't be the Mark Hoke show. That would be weird. Yeah, it would be kind of weird for someone other than Mark Hoke to host the Mark Hoke show. Yeah, hence the name. Yeah. That's kind of how it works. Imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> well, we have the best in pro wrestling news and entertainment. Of course, it is double or nothing. And there's a ton of wrestling news. Sorry to interrupt. Freaking Christmas. Wow. It has been. Well, we broke the news last night that. And I don't want to get into this too much right now because obviously we have a very special guest coming up on the show. But Maxwell Jacob Friedman no showed the fan fest last night. And apparently, according Sasha to Sasha Banks, did yeah. Apparently, too, according to three of my favorite sources: Fightful.com, Sean Sapp, and uh, his work, and PWI Insider, and or PW Insider, and uh, Wrestling Observer, all reported MJF as of last night had a plane ticket out of Vegas. He was getting ready to roll out of roll out of town, and of course, by the way, you know. Double or nothing's today. Yeah, I, I did think it was interesting that certain fans who said that they were there for the meet and greet said they saw him in the casino gambling. Yeah, the, that was the rumor. Um, but obviously, MJF has been having some issues with the contract. And you think? But I just, but we'll save the. I'm going to save the update. I'm going to give you a little tease. I'm going to save the update because let's talk about somebody that's actually doing what they're supposed to do in AEW. Because we have a terrific guest today. We're getting invited to the Hall of Pain. Yes, we are. As Mark Henry is joining us here, we're going to get to we got to get to talk to Mark Henry. Of course, for those of you that remember Mark, the world's strongest man, sexual some, chocolate, yeah, the whole thing, father of a hand, and now is the, uh, <laughs> of course doing commentary and broadcasting work for all elite wrestling, and will be part of the. AEW Double or Nothing pay-per-view today down at T-Mobile. So I'd say it's time for the main event. Let's hear from Mark Henry. 
And we have a very special guest here for you on the Mark Hoke Show. I cannot tell you how honored I have to, to have this gentleman on here. Of course, he is one of the greatest power lifters in U.S. history, a former WWE World Heavyweight Champion and ECW Champion, member of the WWE Hall of Fame. And, of course, he is now part of the All Elite Wrestling Broadcast Team as well as a coach for AEW. From the Nation of Domination to Sexual Chocolate to the Hall of Pain, you see him on AEW Rampage every Friday night on TNT. And, of course, he's going to be part of the AEW Double or Nothing pay-per-view right here in Las Vegas at T-Mobile on Sunday. He is the world's strongest man, Mark Henry. Welcome to the show. I think it's, I guess it's time for the Mark event here, huh? It's time. We've got two, two Marks. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> They're going to be called as Marks all day long. <laughs> People look at it as a derogatory sometimes, too. Yeah, but you know, it's okay to mark out every once in a while, just a little bit. Yeah, ain't nothing wrong with it. I'm no. with you. All right. Well, uh, Mark, of course, the switch from going to WWE to AEW, uh, and you're doing broadcasting now. What has that been like for you to make that transition? I know, you know seeing you on TV first couple of times, I could tell you were a little bit nervous. and But now it's been a year since you made your debut, actually a double or nothing last year. What's it been like for you making that move from in the ring to outside of it? You know what? It's been a, a wonderful experience. You always like to learn new things and develop yourself in places where you, you didn't get the opportunity or, or just didn't even feel like that was something that was available to you. And uh, I feel really, really good, man, that I've, I've been able to jump in and do some things that I, I, I never, you know, even thought that was a possibility for me. What's some of the things that you've learned about that now? Because, of course, being in the ring, you know, you saw all the production and the crazy things that were going on. Now you're on the other side. What is that? What is that like, and what have you been learning on your experience doing broadcasting? The, the main thing is in production and the communication side of the show, uh, I've had great mentors, Excalibur, Jim Ross, Tony Schiavone. Um, Justin Roberts has been a big help. Uh, all of the people that work and communicate and what needs to be uh, communi- communicated to the fans uh, via information, not just by the action in the ring, uh, it's a learning process. And, you know, it's a, it's a whole other skill set that I've had the opportunity to learn. Yeah, and one thing that I think has been fascinating about AEW from the start until now is there just seems to be a really familial kind of attitude there and everybody is learning so much you you have a lot of young wrestlers in there a lot of young talent doing broadcasting and things like that and it seems like everybody's just kind of on these different levels watching out for each other at AEW is that kind of how it feels in there it, it, it does it, it feels that way and you know nobody feels like okay I'm I'm better than the next guy it's it's the next man up mentality and uh, it's cool to see that everybody wants to learn. Um, there's no bickering and, and, and fighting, uh, no internal squabbling. Um, uh, not that I expected it, but it's, it's really cool that it's not, and that you have people that are trying to, you know, make each other better 
and 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 give that to the to the fan base. You know, let them know that hey, we want to inform you. We want everybody to, to have a good time in the process. But you know, succeed succeeding is the is the best uh, is the best part of it. Yeah. And AEW right now is unbelievably uh, stepping forward into the head, uh, the leading spots uh, in entertainment. Well, you you talk about you know some of the stuff that's going on behind the scenes and squabbling and things like that. Is that a, a little bit different than what it was like when you were in WWE? I mean, because we hear all the rumors all the time. It, is it a little more cutthroat up there than it is in AEW? No, I, I mean I, I'm not over there. I don't I don't know what's going on with with them. When I was there, I didn't have you know any uh, any problems, but. Uh, can't say that for anybody else, but that's for other people's business. Uh, you have to ask those people. But um, as I say for AEW, uh, AEW is is a place where people want to learn. They they want to learn to get better, just like I did. Like you said, I came across nervous uh, announcing. I came across nervous when I first started doing backstage. Um, because I had never done it before. And I was also trying to make sure that I was coaching properly, that I was mentoring properly. I had a lot of other jobs. And working with our community team, uh, there was, you know, you, you, you have to think about I had a lot to think about. So I'm, I'm trying to think about a bunch of different things, it being pulled in different directions, which I love being busy. I love learning something and being better than I was the day before. Now I don't have that problem. I'm pretty comfortable. Uh, I'm enjoying uh, the learning process, and I'm enjoying working with these young people. Well, speaking of that, who are some of the people that you've been working with, and what are the things that you've been, some of the main things that you've been passing along to people in AEW uh, with that incredible knowledge base you have over a 25-year career? Well, a lot of it is, you know, I work with I work with the big guys mostly because, you know, I worked in that sector for 25 years, and I kind of know how to really negotiate that, what happens in the ring. So relaying those that information is and been like a real real blessing, and and they've been taking it as you can see, the uh, the big guys have. Uh, really been doing well and, and, and prospering. Um, the more the the younger guys, when I say younger guys, the guys that haven't had a lot of T V time, that they are um, really learning. It's, it's it's no other way to say it, but um, they haven't got a lot of reps and they wanna be good but they just haven't had the opportunity to put that good foot forward. And uh, I, I just I'm, I'm enjoying working with all of them. There's there's no one person that I can single out and say, oh, I like that person more than the other one. Um, I, I just really have enjoyed myself, and I, I hope to continue to do so. What are the, some of the things that you've really had to focus on with the, the bigger wrestlers, uh, especially the ones that are more raw coming into uh, you know getting TV time and things like that? You know, there's little tips that help them enhance the product, enhance the broadcast, and enhance their performance? Uh, I was. I, I, I think the, the number one thing would be 
uh, time management, like being able to respect the time, respect the the other people's time, and not stepping on people. Because I remember as a young wrestler, uh, I didn't have the ability to really adjust on the fly. And if you think about how to use your resources, if you think about um, time management, it's one of those things that you have to be taught. There's there's no secret sauce, secret formula. It's all experience. And I'm sharing my experiences with them so they can understand that, you know, it is a learned thing that I didn't just learn how to do it overnight, that it took a little time. So I'm 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 trying to teach patience. You know, and I've always one thing I've always admired about you is and that I've read is that you know you really do like to be a mentor and a coach. And I coached volleyball for twenty plus years, so I, I understand that mentality. Why is it so important to you to be to coach and be willing to pass that knowledge on? You know what, I've been fortunate enough to have a real, lot of really good coaches. And I value the coaches that I had. And I know that they they wanted me to learn, so it wasn't like, uh, hey, do as I say and you'll be fine. It, it wasn't a dictatorship. And I love that. Most people that I know, they tell me, man, my coaches weren't like that. My coaches were mean as hell <laughs> and so forth and, and so on. Um, I, I didn't have that experience. I had good coaching. I had coaches that uh, they wanted you to learn, and they did everything they could to put you in a place of success. And that's what I try to do. Yeah, and you know the other thing you mentioned is community too. And I, I remember reading a couple of stories about you know when you had left WWE that you, know, you really wanted to do a lot of community based things. And I know you're doing a lot of that work with AEW. What what are you doing with AEW in terms of working uh, outside of the ring and working in the community? Because I know how much that means to you. Well, unfortunately. Uh... Uh, Cody Rose has, has left and went went back to WWE. But uh, during that time that I came back, Cody and Brandy were um, uh, were contemplating doing something community based. They just didn't um, because Brandy was about to have a baby at the time. They were very busy with that and. Um, I, I kind of like let them know that, Hey, you, all this weight don't have to land on y'all shoulders. Like, you know, I can help with that. Uh, show me, you know, like I, I wrote up a plan, uh, for WWE that I thought would have been a highly successful, uh, plan for them. And in which, you know, of course I didn't get hired by them. So, uh, I took that program, um, that I, you know, kind of put put out there in advance and presented it to Cody, and um, he he was he was very very struck by it and said, well let's let's get on it, and uh, that's what we did. We we jumped in with both feet and started uh, working in the communities, and then that 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 plan started in the hometown that you grew up in, and the biggest town next to your hometown. Uh, doing something community-based, you as an individual. 
and then radiating outward toward the biggest arenas and the biggest place where we did business. Um, and we, we still stick to that formula. Uh, and it's not one person. Everybody is empowered in the community to go out there and find out who needs help, who wants help, and then we all work together to decide who gets the help. So uh, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, and I can, you know, it's funny. Every time I see an interview with you and, you know, watch the Broken Skull sessions that you did and, you know, you just seem like a terrific guy, you know, and a lot of people really do seem to gravitate to you. Uh, you know, so doing that kind of work, uh, you know, I can imagine, you know, you really put your heart and soul into it. Most definitely. I mean, everybody does. Uh, we have, I mean, male, female, uh, heterosexual, homosexual, like black, white, indifferent, Asian, Indian, like everybody is working together. And, and, and we, we're setting an example of what it's supposed to look like not just as the AEW wrestling community, but what this world needs more of. And that's communication and uh, everybody seeing that, like you said, you seem like a good guy. Like, we want to make sure that everybody knows that we're for the great good and that there's not just one person, um, but a, a multitude of people that, um, um, that are trying to get stuff done. Well, that sounds terrific, and you know we'll look forward to seeing more of your efforts and around Selsby and everywhere else. So, uh, now in terms of where AEW is as the company continues to grow, and you, you hear you hear things like, "Well, the ratings don't aren't climbing as much as some people would like," but where do you see AEW going, uh, and and how do you guys make it grow to say you know get the the ratings from uh, on Dynamite from one million to one point five and so on. Well, I mean, the the numbers have spoke for themselves. We've been at the top five in cable television uh, for a couple of months. And as far as being stagnant, I, I think that's more opinion than fact. Um, you know, you the numbers are not always going to jump uh, from 1 million to 1.5 million. You know, they're not going to jump from um, 1 million to 1.2 million. Um, the, uh, you got to look at the, gr- the overall grand scale of what television is right now. And that is, there's two playoff series going on, the NBA championships and the hockey championships. And with that going on, the numbers are going to stay spread out because there's more, um, there's, there's more content, uh, for sports fans and, and people that are, and our fans, believe me. Our, our wrestling fans are basketball fans, football fans, golf marbles, tiddlywinks, <laughs> hockey, you name it. So you, we're spreading out what our fan base is right now. You got to make a decision on what you're going to watch. So that being the fact, um, we're, we're doing just fine. And, and in certain key demographics, uh, we lead pro wrestling period over any company in the world. So uh, we're doing pretty damn good. I would not disagree with that. And, of course, you see ticket sales, for example, with Double or Nothing coming up 
this week here at T-Mobile. Of course, we're on with Mark Henry, the world's strongest man. The the tickets were pretty much gone. I waited a little bit too long. I still got I got tickets, but not where I wanted them. But that was about three days in, and I was just like, wow, these went quick. And it just seems like wherever you go, there is such passion among people that follow AEW. Why do you think that is? Uh, outstanding product. You know, that, I mean, there's there's no other way to say it. Um, AEW has really good product, good programming. Uh, Tony Khan does as good a job as anybody in the world in um, allowing the fans to come in and enjoy uh, what we think is the best product in pro wrestling. And it's hard to argue with. You know, like we, we the uh, the ratings and, and and the the being able, like you said, how hard it is to get a ticket. They those that speaks for itself. Yeah, and I've been a, a real fan of AEW since the start. And one thing that I just enjoy so much about it is the actual in ring performances that go on and it it reminds me a lot of the nwa days you know and when i when i see a lot of the styles of matches and things that that everybody does in the ring uh, it it takes me back to those days and i just enjoy it so much when i get to sit there and really watch hard-hitting matches you know like brian danielson my god i mean the, the the things that some of these guys are doing to each other in the ring man it's painful to watch but it's fun well, I mean, it's, it's painful because it's, it's, it's not knitting sweaters. Uh, <laughs> you got people out there that, you know, that, that want to make a name for themselves, that they they really want to succeed. And uh, in order to make an omelet, you got to break a few eggs every now and then, you know, like, so uh, we have, we have people that they're, they're not, they're not out there just to make friends and to be buddies. Even though you know there's no internal strife or anything, but um, you know you got people that are trying to make it, and if you're not trying to, if you're not trying to make it, then step back, move aside, and let somebody that actually wants to, you know, be dominant, be dominant, and um, you're going to find that at AEW, the, the competition is stiff. And and it's it is what it is. Like you either my grandmother is a kind of crude comment, but she used to say, Pia, get off the pot. There you go. And we have a lot of people that they're they're out there doing their jobs. Well, of course, coming up this weekend we've got double or nothing here at the T Mobile Arena. It's gonna be available on uh, all your favorite pay per view outlets on Bleacher Report. And I'm very excited that I'm going to be getting to come over and watch that live. I know one thing that's got to be on this card that is certainly going to be heavy in your heart is the Owen Hart Foundation Tournament Finals uh, that will be happening there. Uh, Tell us a little bit about what that means to you and the wrestling community to have that tournament going on. Well, it it means a lot to me personally because uh, Owen was a special talent and – the wrestling community deserved to have him be remembered. And I pleaded to his wife, Martha, to allow that to happen. Uh, it was not going to happen where I was, but if, you know, Tony was able to, you know, talk to Martha and convince her 
that out of the respect for Owen that he they wanted to honor him and that they would work with the foundation personally and as a company. And uh, I'm so happy that Martha allowed that because that's her husband. She has the right uh, to dictate what happens as far as the way he's viewed. And I'm sure she wanted him represented in the right way and not looked at as, oh, this is something that we can make money off of, but something that can honor him. And, man, like, if, if, if tomorrow I never was, if I never spoke to Tony Khan again, I would always be in his debt because, uh, like, he's done exactly what I was praying for, and that's to get my brother honored. And I call him my brother because he, he taught me a lot, and I would not be in the place that I am today if it had not been for Owen Hart. So to see all these men and women go out there and bust their rear ends to make this tournament a success and to have quality matches every week on every show, uh, I'm, I'm overwhelmed. No, and I think a lot of us were excited to see it too. Last question, I know you got to get rolling here. When are we going to see you step into the ring again? I want to see you and Paul White beat up the Young Bucks sometime. Are we ever going to see Mark Henry step back through those ropes? Well, I, I, I don't want to rush you, but you can want in one hand and pee in the other and see which one fills up first. <laughs> Ain't nobody hitting me. I'm not doing it. <laughs> Fair but, enough. Uh, my, my job is the is the bolster the, the minds of, of the future and not have people dwell on on what was the past. Um, if somebody jumps on me, uh, I always say I, I, I would defend myself, but I would call the police. And so <laughs> to deter these people from trying to get, you know, get their comeuppance on me, uh, I, I will call the police. Just so you know. Duly noted. All right. Well, Mark, I want to thank you for coming on the Mark Hoke Show. We really do appreciate it. It was an honor to have you on, and we will look forward to seeing you, of course, on all of AEW's broadcasts and, of course, Double or Nothing coming up on Sunday. Thank you very much. Man, I appreciate your time. Yeah, you got it. Have a terrific day. You too. All right, and there you go, the world's strongest man, Mark Henry Fish. What did you pick up from all that? There's a lot of a lot of fun stuff in there. That he doesn't want to say anything negative about the WWE. That is a good point. And rightfully so, because you never know what the future is going to hold for anybody. But, you know, he towed the company line, which is exactly what he's supposed to do. And he, he he's I think he's spot on with AEW. It, it's, a, it's a company that's that's coming. It's making, it's making a charge. I don't think it's at the level that he, they want it to be or it could be. But I think it's heading in that direction. Yeah. And... You got to remember, I think when you have AEW, they you know they just had their three year anniversary uh, here in Las Vegas on Wednesday with Dynamite, you know, and the competition has been around for oh 50, absolutely fifty I mean, plus years. So I mean, it, it's, it's gonna it's gonna take time to get those tentacles out. Yeah, and, and it, you know, and to be honest with you, they're they're kind of different leagues, and we've said this whole time. AEW is more for the the fan of wrestling, while WWE is more for the general public. Absolutely. Well, that. It was great to have Mark take the time to join us, and you know you'd kind of tell I was pretty thrilled to talk to him. Oh, just, yeah, uh, who wouldn't be? Amazing guy, 
and you know I and just personally want to wish him all the best on the broadcasting career. As you can see, you know he's he's getting comfortable, he's getting better, and I think he's doing a, a pretty darn good job now. You can you know when you, everybody's you you get that Friday night rampage and you hear it's time for the main event. It, that kind of got ensconced now in everybody's wrestling vernacular. Yeah, but so. when you work with the best in the business and Jim Ross, and he will always be the best in the business as far as I'm concerned, you better get better. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we want to thank Mark for taking the time to join us. And, of course, uh, you know, we'll get to see him at Double or Nothing here down at T-Mobile later on today. And, of course, he'll be on pay-per-view as well. So if you can't get down to T-Mobile and find a way to get a ticket, then tune on in on pay-per-view, Bleacher Report, and all sorts of irregular pay-per-view outlets. All right, we've got to get our commercial break in. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the Double or Nothing pay-per-view, including is MJF going to be there? Is the plane ticket? Do we have a new plane ride from hell coming up? I don't know. Let's find, we'll find out here in just a little bit. Stick around on the Mark Hoke Show here on KDWN 1015 FM 720 AM, the talk of Las Vegas. And we will be right back. Want more of The Mark Hoke Show? Follow us on Twitter at Mark Hoke Show. Like us on Facebook at The Mark Hoke Show. And visit MarkHokeShow.com to keep up with everything happening with the show. And remember to check out all of our archive shows on YouTube at The Mark Hoke Show. And download our podcasts at MarkHokeShow.Podbean.com and all your favorite podcast outlets. So join The Mark Hoke Show family today, and thanks for listening. 1015 FM, 720 AM, KDON, the talk of Las Vegas. Now, let's return to the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Here again, your host, Mark Hoke. All right, and we are back on the Mark Hoke Show, the number one pro wrestling show here in Las Vegas. Ding, ding. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) And we are ground ground zero. What? Ground Central? Ground Central. Good Lord. Grand Central this Station. Been, look, this guy's. this has been my week. This Just, is what happens when you're in the house of pain, baby. Oh, my God. So, Or were you more visiting sexual chocolate? Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> so Monday, you know, we, we recorded all those interviews, and if you didn't get to hear our interviews that we did with Thunder Rosa and Brilliant. Platinum Max Caster. I, I, I love Thunder Rosa because you stayed in character. She was, she was Thunder Rosa. Generally, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, you because can check those out. Those mo- mo- most people, you, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but most yeah. people you talk to, like if you, if you have an interview with like a Chris Jericho or a, a guy who's been around a while, he'll know the difference between being kayfabe and, and, and not. But I think that Thunder Rosa is new enough that she that everything's got to be kayfabe all the time. She, well, she mixed it. She mixed yeah, it. Yeah, but... but but to a certain extent, like Undertaker was kayfabe his entire career, yes. which was which was pretty amazing considering he was doing it for thirty years and right. not once did he break. No, he did not. But anyway, it's just kind of cool to see someone with that kind of excitement for the business. Yeah, and Max Caster was like that too. You know, you could tell a lot of these did guys. He for you, thank you. A lot of these guys and ladies in AEW, you know, are really passionate about what they do, and uh, you know, but it, one of the cool things that I got to do Friday night was Max invited me out to a show at the Nerd. Where you know he did a lot of his raps and a bunch of the AEW uh, wrestlers came out as well to kind of be part of that show and that was 
that was a lot of fun, and and I think that's one of the neat things about AEW is you know, they're very fan friendly, and they they don't forget about where they came from either. That's for sure. But one guy who we don't know where he's going. Hopefully, it's going to be down to the T-Mobile Arena later today. Well, I'm hoping he shows up in Stanford. <laughs> wow. You're so bad, Fish. I'm not. I just think he's absolutely... I mean, that's how, that's how highly I think of MJF, and I didn't used to, but the, he is, right now, I think the best microphone worker next to Paul Heyman in the business. I I will not disagree with you. By the way, this is Andrew Fish Fiend. I didn't Hi there. He's the second hour. There you go. In case um, you didn't know who I was. Second hour, second half of the first so, hour. We only have one hour. That, like I said, it's this week, kind of week, I did these. I did those interviews on Monday morning, and I've also been training on doing a bunch of production stuff here as well. Plus, I went covered the Dynamite Rampage. All night. Gimme, gimme, gimme. That's what I like. It's I, Dynamite. I went to Max Caster's show. I also swung back in here on Friday night because SportsX Radio and Ken, Ken Thompson had Rudy Rudiger from the Rudy, Rudy on. Rudy. Exactly. Rudy. You think I'm going to miss a chance to meet Rudy? And even more important, Monday night, Fish and Chips edition of SportsX Radio. That's important. We'll preview too. the NBA Finals because we'll know who's in it. But I'm exhausted. And I did two shows last night along producing two other shows. So Who did you do the two shows with last night? It, it was just me. I just, I flew solo. The world had to listen to you speak for two separate hours? Holy I know. It good was Lord. Blast. No wonder MJF left Vegas. Wow. That's not nice. No, but it was pretty pretty poignant. <laughs> anyway, but the, the situation with MJF, there wasn't, for those that didn't hear what was going on, MJF did not attend FanFest. And apparently they didn't know he was going to no-show. Yeah, he no-showed. And according to various sources. Would not answer his phone. He, he didn't answer his phone. And he bought a plane ticket to leave Las Vegas. Maybe well, he just liked that movie with Elizabeth Shue and Nicolas Cage. Stop it. Go away. Now you made me say stop it twice, too. And I said it three times. But Mike Johnson of PW Insider reported around 2 o'clock this morning that MJF is still in Las Vegas. Who paid for the plane ticket then? That is a matter of conjecture. That was being discussed quite a bit last night, actually. Um, and... Uh, in other words, I I, I'll joking aside, do you think that's a red herring? Like, he was, he, he never had any intentions of getting on the plane. He just did it to show people that, hey. Every, every source that I, I there's there's a, only a few sources that I really like to go to because they've been incredibly reliable. Yeah, PW Insider, Dave Meltzer's a guy that you're always going to believe when he says something. Yeah. Guys like that are, are very credible. But, I mean, I, I think that it was never a work. I, I This was always. No, that's this, what this, this, saying. this has always been a story. But. Mike, I don't know if it's true that he really was going to get on the plane or never had any attention, intention of doing so, but bought the plane ticket to show the world that he was serious. You know what I mean? Like, he knew when he bought the ticket he wasn't going to go. That's a lot of money because getting a... For those that don't know, if you have to get out of Las Vegas at the last second, it ain't cheap, especially on the weekend. And considering he doesn't make as much money as he wants to, maybe... <laughs> <laughs> And that's that's the whole thing, of course. You know, he he. I believe he's on a five year deal with AEW through twenty twenty four, June of twenty twenty four. Now, now, all joking aside, do you think he was emboldened by what Sasha Banks and Naomi did, or do you think one has nothing to do with the other at all? I don't think it has anything to do with it. I, this situation has been boiling for a while. No, I I know this, uh, the situations are different, but do you think he said, you know what? That's the tack that they took. That's a tack that I can take now. I well, see that, I, I see that's a possibility, an avenue I can go well, down. Well, it didn't work for Sasha and Naomi. 
as you can see, we yeah. suspended without pay. Yeah, but they knew that was they they had to know that was going to come when they when they did what they did. I'm sh- I have a feeling. I that- can't believe that they were so naive to think, hey, we can walk out of here, and then everything's they're just going to throw the world at our feet because we walked out. I, I mean, I really think that they thought that there would be changes made that night, and obviously they didn't happen, and. WWE has stood very firm on that, and I would imagine that if MJF had left Las Vegas and no-showed this pay-per-view, I, I can't imagine Tony Khan was going to let that slide. I, you know, we mentioned it. I was talking to you on a commercial break that these the Khans run soccer clubs, the Jacksonville Jaguars, so they're used to dealing with, with contract situations similar to this. Obviously, it's a little different. But generally, kind of this along the same lines, and you know, so they're not messing around. No, and it's—I it, mean, obviously, it's not the same level, but it's—it's got to be the same way as the government says. You know, we can't deal with terrorists. You can't negotiate with them. Right. You can't neg- because as soon as you let one guy say, "I'm walking out," unless you renegotiate my contract, and they go, "Okay, and we renegotiate your contract," then everybody else can hold them hostage. It's the same as Sasha right. and Naomi. If they—if they couch out to them and said, "Okay, we're changing it," then other people say, "Hey, this is the way to do it," and I'll—and I'll just walk out. Right. So. It, it's it's a very difficult situation, and and I and I hope that AEW does get it resolved because he is such a great fit there, and he really to me is their best heel, and and he deserves to get paid. It's it's a tough spot for both sides because obviously he's under contract, and from what everything that I'm seeing says, that grossly he's not, underpaid. That he's he's underpaid, and I don't think anybody. I and I, and Tony Khan doesn't debate that. But he doesn't. Uh, he wants to get paid, but he doesn't want to extend his contract. And but now and, it. it can't, I mean, if you're Tony Khan, don't you say, you know what? I'm going to make because you're MJF. I'm going to make the concession. I want to extend it. I will just give you X amount more through the same amount of time. To a point, I. I I mean, with Tony Khan, I think if you're going to pay the guy more money, you you. Sh- you should get something back, and I'm guessing it's probably a would be a significant pay raise. From I mean, I don't I don't know the number. I'm not going to no, sit here I'm and not, say I'm not that I project, know. But it's but, funny. But I would. But if from my from my side of it, as being on the business side, I would say, okay, I'm going to do this for you. I want you to be the future. I'll pay you. You know, I'll jack your pay up to two or three million a year. But I need but, you for three extra I years. You, I need you to sign on for more time. And I don't think that's an unreasonable request. So, so MJF kind of gets t- put in a tough spot because he knows how good he is, and he knows that the WWE is going to jump on him, you see try the, to jump the, on the, the second that contract. See, up. the funny thing is, if the contract expired in August of this year, then I could see both sides saying, you know, I'll make the extension, obviously. But he's already got two years left. Maybe he doesn't want to put in for even more. But the other thing I thought, and, and this is the people who forget history are doomed to repeat it. To me, the most famous walkout in wrestling was Stone Cold Steve Austin who walked out of the WWE. Yep. And if you talk to him now or you listen to him now, he says the biggest regret he has in the wrestling business is walking out on the WWE and, and making that statement. And yet people are still doing it, even though the one guy who who is one of the biggest names to ever be in the industry says that's his only regret in, in the industry is walk is having the walkout, even though he, whether he was right or wrong. Yeah, you figure it out. You, it, <laughs> I, I think that, you know, you sign a contract, you've got to stick with that contract. And if you want to change it, then there's got to be concessions on both sides. Yeah, usually I'm I not. Under, I'm, I'm I understand not. why he would be like, I want 
you know, I want to know what WWE is going to be able to offer me when my contract's up. I want to be able to to well, not only have that. a chance to negotiate that. And I get it, but at the same time, you know, the and obviously he's friends with Cody. Yeah, he's friends with Pritchard, so the temptation is going to be there, obviously, for him to go. But not only that, but when you see like since he signed that contract, a guy like Brian Danielson and CM Punk. And all these ex-WWE guys that are coming over to AEW and probably making more than he is. He's like, wait a minute. I'm one of the guys that have been here from the beginning to build this company up. Maybe I don't get Chris Jericho money because when he came over, he was the whole reason basically we were afloat. Because Chris Jericho was the biggest name, even John Moxley. But now you're bringing a bunch of other guys in and they're all getting paid more than me. That I that won't stand. And I, I agree wholeheartedly. I I've said this on the show before that MGF is worth every penny. Yeah, and my problem is usually I'm on the side of the players or or, or, or the workers. These instances, I'm kind of on the side of management, though. They you manage it because Tony Khan's right. He can't just say, all right, I'll rip up your contract. I'll keep it through June 2- of 2024, but I'm going to give you a raise up to $3 million. Because then what's the stop? You know, Adam Cole saying, wait a minute, I want more money. Or, you know, Luchasaurus going, I'm I'm important, I want more money. So I'm not going to wrestle unless you, you know, or at, hang yeah. out Adam Page or Kenny Omega or whoever. Yeah, you can't you can't set that precedent. Right. So uh, I would personally urge both sides. To come to the table. To, cause to come to the table and realize that you're both going to have to compromise. One and- last question for you on it. Sure. Who needs who more? Does AEW need MJF more? Does MJF need AEW more? This is my philosophy on it. And having watched sports, wrestling, television entertainment, everything always goes on. And the one thing that, while it would really suck for AEW to lose him, they have other people there that they can fill in. If you need a number one heel, which could be happening tonight, CM Punk, hint, 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 switch him over. And guess what? Now you've got another heat magnet. And and there's other people that can fill that role. And I think that everybody in wrestling seems to occasionally forget that. Yeah, it, it, that, the point is that no one man can be bigger than the show or the company. And that was, to be honest with you, that was the problem with the WWE in the 80s and 90s is Hulk Hogan, even WCW, this was a problem. Hulk Hogan thought he was bigger than the industry. And he, you know, he now, used, the ultimate warrior thought he was bigger. They than both did. Game. I mean, Hulk Hogan would, would, you know, I'm not having. It was supposed to have a trilogy of matches with Shawn Michaels, and and refused to do it. Said I'll have the one match with him, and that's why Shawn Michaels oversold every move from Hulk Hogan in that match. Yeah, there was there was bad on both sides on that one. Yeah, but but, he, but you're you're right, and it's a shame because the company won't be as strong with MJF, but at the same time. They would have to say, you know what, we we will be just fine without. Even if they won't be, they have to say we'll be just fine without you. And they have a they have a deep roster. Too. They absolutely do. There's, there's plenty of people there, so they'll be all right. Well, let's talk a little bit about double or nothing tonight. We've got about the six or seven minutes left and thirteen matches. Let's go over them quickly. Be a busy night. Uh, Hookhausen, Hook, and Danhausen taking on Tony Nese and Smart Mark Sterling. Uh, it's not even. Uh, I mean, this, this is easy. Is, this is going to be a. I mean, what are they, do we have odds on this? Yeah, I, I've actually got them. Hookhausen's got to be a huge favorite. Minus two thousand. Yeah, the biggest and, and, on the and, card. And, and do not bet the underdog here. There's no chance. Yeah, this is this one's going to be a lot of fun. I think though we'll 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 have some quality entertainment. Do you like the fact that Hook is now a team and not by himself? Yeah, I'm torn on it, but whatever. I know you're a big fan I, of Hook. I I like Hook and I like Danhausen. I'm not sure I like Hook and Danhausen together. Hookhausen. Yeah. 
Uh, Roadhouse. This one, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> this one just got added. Kyle O'Reilly against Darby Allen. Uh, I don't think they have odds up on that one uh, because it I, just came up so quick. It's funny. I like the match. I don't like there's no build up to it. Uh, if I was to guess, I'm going to say they're going to, for some reason, they've been kind of burying Darby Allen lately. So I'm going to say yeah. Kyle. I'm going to say Kyle O'Reilly wins, but Darby Allen. I don't know why they've been burying him. Yeah, uh, I'm going to take Darby Allen unless they're going to have him turning on Sting, which is something that you know. Well, you talk Sting about got hurt too, so that that's what set this match up. Uh, Jade Cargill is taking on Anna Jay, and obviously this is well. I guess you can't say obviously in pro wrestling, but she is a minus eighteen hundred Cargill to win this match. She's winning the match. Yeah, she's winning the match. <laughs> Who are we kidding? Uh, the House of Black, uh, Malachi Black, Buddy Matthews, Brody King taking on Death Triangle, Pac, Pento Oscuro, and the Ray Phoenix. Now this one, I, I'm gonna go. With, what's the spread, by the way? Um, it's pretty even on this one. Uh, House of Black is minus two hundred. Death Triangle I, plus 150. I, I would put the money on House of Black, but I got to say that I think Pac is one of the most underrated wrestlers just Man, in, in wrestling. They've got to use him. Uh, the, the, when, when WWE lost Neville, I was just like, you guys are idiots. This guy is absolutely phenomenal. And it's the same thing with Buddy, not Buddy Murphy now. What is it? Buddy but, Matthews. Buddy Matthews. He's, he's another guy the same way. And those are two guys that I I, lo- I can watch no matter where they are. I'll take House of Black on this one too, but this is going to be a fun match Yes, to it watch. is. Uh, American top team, poor Dan Lambert, got his trophy case smashed <laughs> by Sammy Guevara on Friday night. Scorpio Sky, Ethan Page, and Paige Van Zant will be making her debut. So it's, a, it's the, it's the six-man mixed tag team. Yes, against Sammy Guevara, Frankie Kazarian, and Ty Conti. Now, this one could be a could be. A What's the spread? Uh, I don't know if because they, they just made that match, too, so I don't know if it's up there yet. I'm going to go with the not. faces on this one. Who are the faces in this one? There's no faces. Well, everybody hates each other. Uh, Dan and Lam- everybody hates the, all of them. The Dan Lambert, Scorpio Sky, so, okay, Paige Van Zandt. Because okay, Paige Van Zandt is going to be the biggest name there that people are going to cheer for. I, I like that one, too. I, I really enjoy what Scorpio Sky is doing. And, and I'm going to tell you what, Paige Van Zandt's going to be a superstar. She's, she's going to get the pin, too. She's going to get the pin on Ty Conti. I, I think that works for me. The Hardys taking on the Young Bucks. Of course, the Young Nancy Bucks. Nancy Drew is special guest referee. Uh, stop it. And we have, uh, of course, the Young Bucks did their little cosplay on the Hardys on Rampage, which was hilarious. Um, who do you like? On a level playing field, I'm say the Hardys win this match. But because the Young Bucks are EVPs, they're not losing to the Hardys. The Young Bucks win. <laughs> I'm go with the Young Bucks, too, and they are only minus 250. Yeah, I, I think the Hardys, if, if this was as stupid as it sounds because it's wrestling, and I know it's scripted, if this was a, a, just a fair match between the two, I think the Hardys would win the match. But I don't think the Young Bucks are going to let the Hardys go over them. Jurassic Express, Team Taz, Keith Lee, and Swerve Strickland for the tag titles. This is probably the most intriguing match on the card tonight to me. I can tell you that from a lot of fan reaction, people want Team Taz to win this match. Who's the favorite? Uh, the favorites, I think, are still... Jurassic Express? I think are still Jurassic Express. They are. Minus 110. So not much of a favorite. Followed by Hobbs and Starks at 160 and Lee and Strickland at 225. I, I actually take a shot at the underdog because Keith Lee to me, of the six men there, is the most uh, would be the most unstoppable. I'm not going to be surprised if Keith Lee and Strickland don't win this match tonight, too. So we'll, but but I think it's going to be fun. It's um, actually a good team. Swerve Scott and and, and Starks Keith Lee. and Hobbs are both. I'm, I'm, I'm going with the WWE too. names, by the way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jericho Appreciation Society taking on Kingston, Santana Ortiz, and the Blackpool Combat Club, Danielson and Moxley. 
in the anarchy in the arena match. I'm sitting too high to get involved in this, but this is going to be a What do you mean one. you're sitting too high to get involved? I'm, I'm, I'm up top. I oh. was late getting tickets. Oh, okay. Well, but I think it, Jericho Appreciation it, Society say, wins here, this match. Here's what I was going to say. You and I had this discussion, and I actually, usually I don't agree with you. I absolutely agree with you. I think Jericho Appreciation Society wins this match because there's infighting on the other team. Not between Moxley and Danielson, but between Moxley, Danielson, and uh, Kingston. And I don't think you want to beat. I don't think you want to beat the the JAS. I really don't. I think you want to keep that going. Yeah, so. and I don't think, but I don't think that the Blackpool uh, Combat Club. I don't think either one of them take the pin. Uh, definitely not. But it's a minus three fifty for the other side. Jericho Appreciation Society is plus two twenty five. I'll take. So. I'll take. Hey, I'll, wait, wait, that's where I'm winning my money on so this. Throw some money there. Uh, the Women's Own Heart Foundation match, Dr. Britt Baker and Ruby Soho. Soho got booed out of the building on Rampage against Chris Statlander. So, once again, we don't really have a... Have I, I, I think, unfortunately, you're absolutely right about this. I think that the, 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 the couple wins, so I think that Dr. Britt Baker, MD, wins. DMD. DMD. You better get that right. Yeah, whatever. I think, I, I think she beats Ruby, Ruby Riot. I told you, I'm using the Stop WWE it. names. Samoa Joe, Adam Cole, obviously uh, in the men's final. I like Adam Cole on that one. I would love to see Samoa Joe win because I'm a huge Samoa Joe. I, I, I mark cool out. Winning, Samoa Joe is a guy I mark out for, but I think Adam Cole wins. MJF and Wardlow. As long as this match happens tonight, is, is, is there is there a bet that you could bet match doesn't go on? No, it's not. <laughs> Wardlow's a heavy favorite on this. And, what happened? By the way, because I, I didn't see what happened. What happened with the 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 cage match? A Wardlow won. It was pretty cool, but MJF took a headshot with a chair so but uh i I, i'll go with wardlow especially yeah i I think i think it's sort of like the 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 things of jericho that he has to win so wardlow wins thunder rosa and serena deeb for the women's championship tonight thunder rosa maintains i gotta take thunder rosa as well and this one is intriguing because the fans are starting to turn on cm punk a little bit hangman adam page cm punk for the world title who's got it punk turns heel and wins i say punk turns heel and loses I'm taking the pee. Kenny Omega comes back and beats Punk up. There you go. <laughs> All right. That's going to wrap it up for us. Hey, we're going to have an encore. Go Usos. We're going to have an encore, encore presentation of this show at 11 o'clock. So if you want to hear this again and hear Mark Henry, we'd appreciate it. Follow the show on Twitter at Mark Hoke Show. Facebook, The Mark Hoke Show. MarkHokeShow.podbean.com for all of the podcasts. Acknowledge us. And, and yeah, acknowledge us. We'd appreciate it. And once again, thanks to AEW for everything for this week. We do appreciate it. It was a blast. Hey, we'll see you tonight at Double or Nothing down at the T-Mobile Arena. Have a great day, Las Vegas.